This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. And welcome back to Faith FM for our second hour. Woohoo! And um, quiz, did anybody come in and guess the quiz yet? No. So it's still going. So it's a number. Yeah, it's a number. What number am I? No one's guessed it yet. What was the last clue? Our last clue was that that Pharaoh's cupbearer had a dream where he saw a vine with this number of branches. Ah, yes. So what's the next clue? Is that correct? Alrighty. So the next one is the number of men sent by Cornelius to find Peter. So if you think you know what this is, call us 1-800-324-843 or give us a text on 0491-064-669. What number am I? The number of men sent by Cornelius to find Peter. And you'll be um, in the and you'll be able to win the book Life Without Limits by Clifford Goldstein. I want to win that one, actually. Yeah. I, I think I need to come and find come that on one and actually read it for it. myself. It. Um, but, yeah, maybe I can't because I am a regular contributor to Faith FM. I'm sure there'll be some clause <laughs> that says I can't guess it. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Lyle hasn't called him with the answer yet. Mm. <laughs> Lyle's recovering, of course. That's why I'm here. And that's um, because he lost his voice. Um, must have been a very um, quiet Valentine's weekend at Lyle's place. Yes, Shell's nodding there was. Um <laughs> But we look forward to getting Lyle back soon because Lyle's the expert and, of course, he guesses the quizzes on the first, often, clue or the second. Um, big shout-out to Lyle. Of course, we had a fascinating interview with Etienne McClintock about martyrs and um, modern-day martyrs, really what's happening around the world. He's got his finger on the pulse. If you want to look more into that, he's got a website. It's really easy to remember V-O-M, of stands for Voice O Martyrs, so type in vom.com.au and you can possibly even correspond there further and read more into what's going on with um with what's happening with martyrdom right around the world. Yeah, cool. So that was fascinating. We, and that's a regular, um, we'll see him regularly on Faith FM. Of course, you can also listen to us or correspond or see what's happening on Faith FM at our app. Oh, cool. Faith FM app. Go into the App Store, whether it's Google Play or on the on um, Apple, and find Faith FM, the app, and you can be a Faith FM fan on the app. <laughs> I did download it the other day. It works very well. It does. Highly recommend. We're trying to keep up with all the modern technologies here on Faith FM, so you can find all the ways to correspond with us. So, yeah, find us on Facebook and Instagram and all those things as well. Um, as I said, I'm going to get today that photo up of that artwork in the art gallery um, by Shona Bolst from um, the Year 12 artwork, Art Express. So mm-hmm. um, that will go up there. You can see what I'm talking about with um, her fascinating art. But without further ado, we should get into Encounter with God. We're studying the book of Daniel. Ooh, yes, it's been I super exciting. I love Daniel. I grew up on the song. Do you even know the song, Dare to Be a Daniel? Yes, yes, Oh, I yes. <laughs> when I grew up, it was my favourite song. We sang it 
every Sabbath <laughs> because I asked for it. As, as, yeah, it's just a fascinating song. Um, but, yeah, Daniel, we've finished Chapter 6, so what I call the story intro section of Daniel, which mm. is the first six chapters, um, where we get to find out who Daniel is, the context, and, in my opinion, these six um, chapters at the start set the scene for what's about to happen now. Mm. Yeah, really important. And so a good reader or studier will have that in mind, not only that, but the rest of the Old Testament in mind, and, of course, Revelation, which you said you're a fan of at the moment. Um, So you need to have those in the back of your head when you're reading through the next few chapters because they inform what we're doing. So have your Bibles, open them and come with us. This is part of a Bible study that's happening right around the world. Thousands of people are studying what we're studying right now. So you can join the biggest Bible study (laughs) with us right here, right now, by turning to Daniel chapter 7, and we'll read from verse 1. Do you want to read the first few verses, Jasmine? Absolutely. Okay. Daniel 7, 1. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Then he wrote down the dream, telling the main facts. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. Says the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Do I keep going? Or want Let's to stop, stop there, there for a moment. So... So here we find a dream. Daniel's having a dream. Um, where have we heard a dream previously in Daniel? Mm, well, I think if you remember going way back to Daniel chapter 2, we find a dream in there. Although this wasn't Daniel dreaming in That's Daniel chapter right. 2. That was um, King Nebuchadnezzar is dreaming. So that was way back down the track. And in that dream, who interpreted the dream in the end? That was Daniel. So, Daniel with oh, well, God, yeah. God interpreted the dream and just made it known unto Daniel. But no one else could interpret the dream and Daniel was brought in and he was given time and he came back and, and told him exactly what was going on. Mm. So so what was it? Can you remember the gist of the dream? What did Dan, what did well, what did the king see? Yeah, so absolutely. The king's dream, he had he saw this big statue which was representative of time throughout the ages and we had the head of gold, the belly and oh sorry, the chest and arms of silver, yep. belly and th- belly and thighs of bronze, the legs of iron and the feet of iron and clay, all representing the different kingdoms there and a rock comes and smashes it representing God's kingdom that wipes away all the rest and remains forever. Yep. So you remember then the king went to his head a little bit and said, oh, I'll fix <laughs> yeah. this. So he went and um, built an entire image, he saw in his dream, of gold, and everyone had to come and worship um, this this mm-hmm. image, remember? And Daniel, no, not Daniel, um, Shad, where was Daniel that day? I asked ask the question, where yeah. was Daniel? Um, I have wonder about that. He must have been out of the city on some sort of king's business, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel's three friends, um, stand firm and, of course, get thrown into the fiery furnace. And then they see the Son of Man, someone like Jesus, walking with them. And they get pulled out and nothing has been burnt on them. So, mm. so, so that- there was immediate repercussions for that dream. Yeah. 
But it's yeah. not a strange theme that we're looking at in Daniel chapter well, here 7. Well, we're looking at, not we're looking at elements the there. You look at the various elements of um, gold and uh, silver and iron and um, bronze and iron and clay and the rock. Mm. Here, we're looking at beasts. Yeah, totally different features. That's right. So where have we heard of beasts before? Mm. Can you, you look at this. Um, they're actually... Um, this, this is, um, I mean... Back in Genesis, Adam had all the animals and beasts of the field come to him. Now, they were some lovely beasts that came, mm. and he had to name them. And God said, I give you dominion, or um, you're a steward of these beasts. Yeah, absolutely right. But, but what's happening here is um, these beasts have dominion. So if you like a bit of reversal here, we can get a sense that something's not quite right here. Not only are they... Um, they beasts that have dominion, mm-hmm. but they're also beasts that are unclean beasts. Um, yeah. And some are amalgamated. Yeah, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. This first one we're describing, a lion with wings and stuff. No one's seen that. So, yeah. you know, immediately it's not your regular So it's almost like in Genesis. Um, a bit of chaos is done coming here, a bit of decreation occurring as opposed to the perfect creation mm. in Genesis, we're now seeing these unclean beasts and they have dominion over man rather than man having dominion over the beasts. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we can see there's, there's something going wrong here and a bit of chaos is starting to come in. So that gives us some clues. So if you go with the, the, the Daniel 2 with Genesis and with this and throw a bit of revelation in, your mind begins to think about what's going on here. Mm. Um, and I think we need to throw the overlay of of Daniel 2 over this so that we see what's going on. And maybe after the break, we'll um, come back and look at some more details to what this is beginning to talk about and what we think it might mean. Mm. It's worth touching on just <clears throat> as well with that whole idea of chaos. We've got verse 2, which is saying that the four winds are stirring up the great sea. We get that immediate feeling of um, unrest and uneasiness uh, before you get into exactly what these great beasts mean. That's right, that's right. We're going to go to a song, Laura Story, Immortal, Invisible. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. That's, that's Darren doing a Darren. That was just a station ID. We're going to that song in a moment. Um, I'm, I'm getting excited. I love that song too. One of my favourites. But um, <laughs> yeah, Immortal Invisible is coming up after we've finished talking about Encounter with God. So we are into these beasts. So you want to have a look at what these, read what these beasts are doing? Um, mm, let's recap. Let's, let's recap that first beast. So we know there's yep. four of them. And the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man. And a man's heart was given to it. Mm. And next one? Uh, Yes, and the second beast. And suddenly another beast, a second like a bear. It was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. After this, 
I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Maybe we'll pause there for a moment. Mm -hmm. So we have these four beasts, and um, if you Google this thing, you'll find all sorts of pictures. I remember growing up with this thing, and, and Arthur tried to depict what... Daniel saw in his vision. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I remember, um, I mean, as a kid, seeing these things, you're know, pretty fascinated by, wow, weird monster-type beasts. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, so I, I used to look at this in quite some detail when I was a kid and um, try and work out what it meant. And, yeah, it was not until someone said to me, well, put Daniel 2 against Daniel 7 begins to make sense. Ah, okay, so we're building up on previous evidence. So now, in the past, we had an element represented the country, or um, like gold represented Babylon. Now now we have an animal that's coming in to represent that same um, the same nation mm. or, or kingdom, whatever that might be. So mm. we go back there, and it says, um, the first beast was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off and lifted from earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So go back to Daniel 2. Who did the first, the head of gold represent? Mm. Daniel tells King Nebuchadnezzar that you are this head of gold, or Nebuchadnezzar as a representative of his nation of Babylon. That's was right. Was the head of gold. So, um, so that's why I think Nebuchadnezzar went and did the whole image of Gold, because he said, well, <laughs> I am the king and I rule the world. That's never going to end because who, who else could take over from us, the Babylonians? Yeah. Um, we, we've conquered the entire world. And he couldn't see that, that God was in control and that his kingdom would end. He, he thought they'll go on forever. Exactly. Um, yeah, and that ended pretty quickly. Of course, you would have studied through Daniel chapter 4, where um, Nebuchadnezzar has a bit of a change of heart, literally, into an animal because of that pride and stubbornness that he suffered from yeah, that. The funny thing is he was turned into an animal, had to eat like an animal and crawl like an animal, whatever <laughs> else. So, um, yeah, God, I think, plays a bit of a, a game. I think we'll see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. Mm. Absolutely. I really do. And we get that. So we're just talking about this theme. He was made into an animal. And here we have a similar kind of a theme in, in the first beast, the lion, having um, having it changed from a animal that's um, on four feet on the ground to standing on two feet and given a man's heart. Yeah. So what's that talking about, do you think? Mm, well, you were talking before about like the flip between, you know, we have dominions of, dominion over animals and then... Um, here we have an animals having dominion over us, and we see the exact same kind of circumstances that happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He was a human and he was made into an animal, but here we have an animal being made into a human. I think it's a very close link reference to what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, a scholar would look at that, look at Daniel and say, yeah, that's that's definitely the same kingdom they're talking about, which is the Babylonian kingdom. Um Except now we're going into a bit more detail. We go in chapter seven. We find a bit more about what these this happens here and what happens after that. So it's, it's quite interesting right. to, to watch that and follow it through. It's amazing with with Bible prophecy, especially in something like Daniel chapter seven, that the Bible is just so specific. It makes it very clear, very obvious. Oh, here's the connection with this because God doesn't want us to be ignorant about what all these symbols mean. 
So it's coded, but it's coded quite easily to the biblical reader if they're reading from start to finish through Daniel. You can work it out yourself. Very cool. And what it says to me is um, God is in control. Mm. Despite the fact now we're going to the weird beasts and um, <laughs> and I used to get worried when I heard about what they were going to do and, and what they did and what's going to come. But in the end, you got to remember the first six chapters. Mm-hmm. Where is God in his first six chapters? What happens? Each of those stories, Daniel the Lion's Den. Yeah, God's um, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you look at the even the, um, the the dream that only God through Daniel was able to give the interpretation. You look at even um, the test back in chapter one and two, uh, chapter one, where um, where they those Daniel and his friends ate the their diet and were smarter than the others. Um, so. It's like um, my wife. My wife is crazy because she'll read a book and she loves reading. I love reading too, but she loves reading a story. And what she does is, and just irk me so much, <laughs> because she will actually go to the last chapter. Oh, no. not And not. read the last chapter before she reads the rest of the book. Ah. It just it, it ruins just, the surprise. It ruins the whole book. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I think. But she said, "No, she said, I, I, I want to know what's going to happen before I read it." So I said, "But how can oh, well, you read it?" Oh, well, to each his own, I guess. If you know what's happened, so yeah, that, that's our marital dispute we have. Um, and so often, I will sometimes put a rubber band around the last chapter in the <laughs> book, or sometimes I'll get some sort of um, um, sticky to stick them together, put some tape around them. So, so you can't read the last chapter till you've read the rest of the book. <laughs> but but here, it's like the first six chapters tells us that everything's going to be okay because God is in control. Mm, absolutely. And not to do exactly contradictory to what you just said, but we're getting the idea here that this is um, building off Daniel chapter 2 with the kings and the nations. And we're seeing that this is very similar to the nation of Babylon, but in verse 17 later on, the Bible says those great beasts which are four are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. Yeah. So it's like confirmation that what we're... In case you don't get it, yeah. gonna, I'm going to tell you exactly what they are a bit yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can be we can be sure that we're on the right track with this is the nation of Babylon represented by That's the right. beast. That's right. So we had this... this um, this line with wings, a flying line. So, again, the weird beast, um, Babylon. So, what's the next beast? All righty. It says, suddenly another beast, a second like a bear. It was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, arise, devour much flesh. So, the second beast, again, a weird beast. It's a bear, but it's a weird bear. Mm, it's very specific. <laughs> Yeah, that's risen up one. So I remember what what's the what was the second kingdom that came after Babylon? Yeah, so if you remember, the the head of gold is Babylon, and yep. then moving down into the silver, the chest and arms was Medo Persia. Okay, so two kingdoms. So I saw the bear being raised up on on ah. yeah, two kings combined there, and then he's holding um, what's he got in his mouth? Um, he's got three ribs in his mouth. That's interesting. What is the three ribs talking about in its mouth between its teeth? And they said this thus to it, arise, devour much flesh. What's that talking about? Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, if beasts represent kingdoms, then you can assume that, okay, the remains of a beast, say something like its ribs, are likely to be 
the remains of another nation. Yeah. Would you agree with that? It's devoured the previous nation and possibly now it's devouring the world. If it likes going out to devour much flesh, mm. um, you look in history and was Media Persia a persecuting power? Mm. It was. It did some pretty interesting things. Um, <laughs> yeah. It found, invented great ways to persecute people and put people to death. I think I remember rightly, I might be wrong, and on air you can be wrong, was it the Medo-Persia kingdom that, that um, when Daniel um, was in the lion's den? I have to mm. check that. But anyway, we're going to come back to this and talk about more about it after the break. We're now going to do Laura's story, Immortal Invisible.
welcome back to Faith FM. That was a beautiful version of Immortal Invisible by Laura Story. Oh, I, I really enjoyed that, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love listening to, to Laura Story. At the best of times, she's one of my favourite artists to listen to. So, so, yeah. So we're in Encounter with God, studying mm. some interesting beasts. Before we go back to there... The quiz. Have we got an answer yet to the quiz? We do have an answer for the quiz. So well done to Belle from Oberon. Um, the number was, of course, number three. That was the number of men sent by Cornelius to find Peter. So well done. You've, you've um, won the book Life Without Limits. I think you really enjoyed that one. Well done, Belle. Wow, wow. Two quizzes gone today. Do you reckon we do a third? Yeah. We're oh, gonna, we're going to do a third. We're going to throw in a third one. This will be a... Uh, an easier one because we don't have a whole lot of timeless, but if you think you know it, you still have the chance to win Life Without Limits. So our first um, clue is this is a Who Am I quiz, and our first clue is I am also known as Hadassah. Ah! <laughs> you know it? I know it. Um, do you know it? Give us a call. What are the numbers? one 800 or text us on 0491-064-669 if you think you know who was also called Hadassah. And that book by Clifford Goldstein, Life Without Limits, is well worth phoning in for because it, it's one I'm going to go and buy because um, I've, <laughs> I've read his other books um, and that one I haven't read, but I'm going to buy it now after hearing about it. Um, from my favourite Better Books and Food store today. Oh, cool. So well done, Belle and Nick. You'll be really, really blessed by that one. So, Encounter with God. We've just looked at the first beast. What was the first beast again? A lion? The first beast was a lion with wings. Yep, we lost his wings. And um, then we go to a bear mm-hmm. raised up on one side. So it's a bit of a deformed bear, mm. if you like. Um and he had in his mouth how many ribs? He has three ribs in his mouth between its teeth. And we're told that it's a conquering, um, kingdom-devouring type bear. It's eating, it's eating this, like, it's eaten everything else apart from the ribs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. pretty um, bizarre. And, um, yeah, it stands for kingdoms. And when you think about kingdoms coming before, Lydia... Babylon and Egypt um, could be the three in mm. its mouth. Yeah, because they were the three, like the biggest kind of um, stage players at that point in, in history. You had obviously Babylon, the one that we've been talking about, but also, you know, Egypt and Lydia were, um, were quite powerful nations, which Mena Persia conquered in its... Well, if you go to Egypt, even today, you see the huge pyramids and the huge temples mm, yeah, they built. That They were powerful and, and they, they invented some great... Um, Medical type of procedures. They 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 knew how to embalm bodies because of their spiritual mm. beliefs and and mummify them. Um, yeah. There's some amazing treasures that you find buried. Even today, they're finding treasures buried beneath the surface, um, underneath these pyramids. All sorts of booby traps to stop <laughs> getting in there. Um, but again, they thought that they were going to be there forever. Yeah, um, exactly Egypt, right. Egypt, that, that they'll be there forever. So it was a bit, it was a big, well-known kind of a thing that Medo-Persia had conquered these three nations in particular because of stuff like this. They were so powerful, so technologically advanced. Um, so for someone reading this who had a knowledge of that history of um, of Medo-Persia, you'd immediately go, Ah, I know exactly what nation that yeah. is. Yep, that's right. And, and anybody that studies history, um, you begin to make sense of it pretty quickly mm. um, as to what's going on. So we have Medo-Persia there represented by the bear. And it, it's 
it's going out to um, devour, so... Yeah, so it's like not only has it already conquered um, several nations, it's going to continue, it's going to keep conquering once it's um, taken these three. But the question we ask is, is this this kin going to be forever? Mm. Um, are we still being ruled by the Medo-Persians today? Mm, well, if you're thinking, oh, I've studied Daniel chapter 2, you'll know the answer to that is no. So what happens next? What's the next beast? Alrighty, so after that we see... After this I looked, and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. The, go- the beasts kind of get wilder and wilder as you go down. This guy, four heads, four wings. you got to kind of picture, like, where all these are attached, you know? How fast can a leopard run? Have you ever studied a leopard and how fast they can run? Uh, I haven't, but I'm guessing it's probably fast. Almost as fast as a cheetah. Um, But it's pretty fast. Um, So when you think about this, the leopard is a swift beast. Mm. And what was next on that Daniel chapter 2 statue? Mm. So we had Medo-Persia with the silver. And then we go into Greece with the the belly and thighs of bronze. So So does that match up? Yes, it does match up very, very easily. So... um, so the swift leopard represents the Greek Empire established by... Do you remember who established the Greek Empire? Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. He was a young man and he died when he was young, but he did so much so quickly mm. in his life. He was a conquering... He, he just conquered the then-known world, really. Yeah. Um, and, like yeah, he, he died. I think it was only... I can't remember after go back and look, but it was only um, 35-ish Yeah, very, very young. Um, when he died. And it was actually because he had he just conquered so quickly and he had nothing left to conquer. Yeah, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, I think he... <laughs> you know, you kind of lose your purpose in life. If... Yeah. The four winds make this beast even swifter. So it's not only a leopard. Mm. Again, we have this weird amalgamation of these beasts, and dreams often do that. When you dream stuff, that's often weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, four wings um, make this leopard even swifter, and it's definitely... As you said, talking about Alexander the Great, mm. who in a few years brought the entire known world under his dominion. Again, God is just making it so clear here so that we have no dispute, no um, confusion who is this nation. It's like its main thing is speed. It's got the four wings representing speed and it's also a leopard. We, know, we can pinpoint exactly who took the nation that quickly, yep. Alexander the Great. Okay, next beast. What happened to next beast? Oh, it's also worth noting, actually, with that beast, that it had four heads as well, Um, which is an interesting point. None of the other ones had more than one head before it. Yep. What are the four heads talking about, do you think? Um, So, all of these ones going before it, they kind of had one uh, one king or one ruler. Yep. Uh, We see Nebuchadnezzar or we see um, Cyrus and, of course, their offspring, but uh, after Alexander the Great, do you know what happened to the kingdom? The kingdom was divided. Exactly, yeah. Into four kings that were, that were going to fight for supremacy. So the kingdom went to nothing because these four kings began fighting for supremacy and mm. um, and power. Um, and I, I guess um, because of the swiftness and the quickness, um, no one was really organized and there was nothing, no secession really put in plan mm. as such. And so the whole thing turned into a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah, which actually comes up later in Daniel. So that's a little Easter egg for coming up later. <laughs> yeah. So well, maybe we'll do the next piece tomorrow mm. um, because we haven't got because quite... it's a it's a big one. There's a lot yeah, of lot features talk about. in that. But what it tells me, and looking at this, the whole thing is telling me that um, 
that God is in control. Even though there's some weird things happening here, um, the fact is that um, each of these kingdoms conquered and thought that they were it, they were, mm. they were going to be the power, but they go, the next one comes right on time, as God predicted mm-hmm. um, in Daniel chapter 2. He is the powerful. He's in control. If he can control kingdoms, he can control our lives. Absolutely. And he wants us to know exactly what he's doing just because he loves us. Let's go to our next song. And it is the Albion Band. I think I'm right. Dare to be a Daniel. God. 
At Hamilton Adventist Church in Newcastle, we have a food pantry service for the community. Everyone is welcome to join us for a free dinner. Enjoy good company and have a great time. All you need is $10 to buy a numbered ticket and you can collect a trolley's load of food ranging from fruits, veggies, tin food, pasta bread and toiletries. Every Thursday, the food pantry starts at 4.45pm with a 5pm start for dinner. Find us at Hamilton Adventist Church at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton every Thursday evening. All will be welcomed with love and a smile. We really hope to see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Jess, I've just found a great op shop in Albury. Really? Where is it? It's the Adra op shop at 805 David Street. They have all these cool clothes for the whole family and great stuff for the house as well. And the people there are so friendly, they love a chat. (laughs) Sounds good. It gets better. If you mention you heard this ad on Faith FM, you can fill a bag of clothes for just $5. Well, I'm in. When is it open? They're open every Wednesday and Thursday from 9 to 3. Looks like we'll have to make a day. Remember, it's the Adra op shop at 805 David Street. I'll see you there next week. Show me what it means to be a man. Come 
And that was Crowder, All My Hope. I really um, enjoyed that rendition. Yeah, that was um, awesome. A little bit of jazzy type of one. Um, but, yeah, enjoy that sort of thing. Um, gets you thinking about things. But the quiz, we've done two quiz. We're trying to equal our record, I think. Or was it for our record? Four's our record. Oh, we're going for three. Didn't quite make it, but we're getting close. But a great prize. So we question of the question is, what so, was the yes, first clue? The, our first clue was I'm also known as Hadassah. Okay. And um, this is our. This will be our final clue. After having the Jews in Susa fast for three days, I entered the king's presence knowing it was against the law for me to do such a thing. Oh, one of my favourite stories. <laughs> so if you know what, what his favourite story is... Give us a call. 1-800-324-843 or text us 0491-064-669. And win that... Awesome book. book What's life, it called? Life Without Limits. By Clifford Goldstein. Goldstein. Yep. Yep. Interesting. So we've been studying Daniel and looking at some of these weird beasts coming out of, um, well, out of everywhere, the land, I guess, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in his dream. Yeah. Weird beasts and don't know what they mean. And, and yeah, that, that sort of begged the question of the day. What's the question of the day? Yeah, our question of the day is why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. So we did a talk earlier with Atene about martyrdom and modern-day martyrdom mm. and what's happening there. You want to look at that, go to the website for um, uh, VOM, Voice of Martyrs, vom.com.au, have a read of that. We talked about um, Daniel and some of the bad things that happened to Daniel and now looking at this dream and some of the bad things that happened in the earth in history. Mm. And we're about to go to some of the bad things that are about to come. Also, but you mentioned, like, God is still in control of all these really big-picture things. So what does that say about the individual? Like, why do bad things still happen? Does God sit back and laugh at what's going on and say, yeah, look at that, yeah, things mm. going on. Um, where is God um, when it counts? What's going on? Um, and so why do bad things happen to good people, just like Daniel? And I guess in answering that question, the first thing I would say would be that um, we – have to remember, as we see in Daniel and clearly right through the scriptures and what's happening today, is we are in the middle of a battle. Mm. There's a great controversy going on um, between God and Satan. It began in heaven, but it, it was very quickly came down to this earth and it's not over yet. Mm. Um, and so we live in a world of sin, sickness, sorrow and death. And, and being a pastor, you get to experience all of that often in one day where you, you go where a new baby's been born 
and then you go and you're, you're involved in a, a funeral. Yeah, wow. And so you're, you're at both ends of the spectrum or you do a wedding, I love doing weddings or baby <laughs> dedications, or you bury a baby that's been stillborn. Um, all these things happen on a regular basis. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's easy to say, why, God? What's what's going on here, God? Where, where are you? And why? Here's some really great people, good Christian people, yet tragedy has become upon them what's going on yeah yeah it's a really um it's a really common question and a really important question and often often once you answer exactly that question people are way more um open to the idea of god himself does he exist what is he like yeah that's right that's right and um often i can't give all the answers and i think that's what you got to say is we don't know all the answers um i can't i i I can't tell them why a baby was still born that's that's, I just can't give them a reason. It's something that happens as a result of the sin, and that's what goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can say is there's stories in the Bible, like the book of Job. Mm. And you look at Job, you get an insight into it's like the clouds are rolled back. And you get an insight what's happening in heaven, what's happening in heaven, what's happening on earth, what what the enemy is doing, that mm. roaring lion seeking to devour everyone. Um, he wants to take everyone down with him. Mm. And so Job, who is an honorable man, loses everything. His 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 possessions, his children, his wife. And in the midst of that, he says, even if they slay me, yet will I trust him. Mm. I so like it, that. Yeah, it gives, gives the idea that we have a choice. We have a choice whether to sin or we have a choice to follow God. That's right. That's right. But also... um. Job later on says, um, with he's covered in boils, sitting on his on his ash pit, whatever else. So he's, he's struck personally, and he says, "I know that my redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, he says, I will trust him." So it says, no matter what goes on. He says, I know my Redeemer lives and he will stand on the earth in the last day. Mm. So he has something to look forward to. Mm. And this is what I can point people towards is there is a future. There is a hope. Jesus says he's going to wipe every tear from their eye and that will make everything right in the end. Mm. So trust him no matter what is my answer. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up. When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea I know his love is there for me We make our plans and still it's God who directs our ways He knows each step I make He knows each breath I take It's in our darkest hour We find our greatest need He knows what's best 
for you and me. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer or your cares, He will cast into. The depths of the sea. His love is always there for me. In every trial we face, precious lessons we can learn. My faith grows stronger. Cuts diamonds from all we see as simple stones. I've learned to place my trust in Him. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain. That was Gavin Chatlier. Keep looking up on Faith FM. Again, a good rendition, a good way to finish the show. Mm. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He is the author. He's a finisher. He's a perfecter. He's someone that's there for us no matter what. Mm. Hey, okay, quiz. Did we give the quiz away? Uh, so no one's guessed it. So oh, you, call us. Yeah, if you could call before 9 o'clock to answer the quiz, if you think you know whose name was Hadassah or who went into the presence of the king, then give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text 0491-064-669 if you think you can answer the quiz question. But I think we're going to be generous today. <laughs> Yeah, call us and give us the answer to that one to get get that Clifford Goldstein book. But on another note, you can call in and just... First caller in. 
First caller in will receive the book, Why Was Sin Permitted? To follow on from what we were just talking about in the question. So, Why Was um, Sin Permitted? A really good book if you want to know the answer to that question. You'll probably answer it better than I answered it Mm. um, because it's a great book. I've read that book. So. Oh, yeah. cool. It goes well, no, a lot get, more detail. Get both of those insights. But, yeah, so that's the first caller in will get that. But you can also call in for the quiz question if you think you know who that was. Yes, and, so, and get, let's knock this third one off. We get, that means we had four books away today, three quiz books and that one. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've enjoyed working on this show today with you, Jasmine. It's been great oh, to film for Lyle. You Big too. shout out to Lyle. Do that lemon, do that honey, do that salt gargles, whatever else. Get that voice back. We need you back on air, bro. <laughs> no, it was lots of fun. So remember, talk faith. Live faith. Act faith. And you will grow strong, strong in, in Jesus Christ. Christ. Have a great day.
This is Sandra Enterman, and I wish you God's richest blessings as you listen to Faith FM. Surrender 